You are listening to 19 Before 20, a podcast chronicling our year of adventure. This is episode 4 for March 14, 2016. So, Abby, how are you doing this week? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty great. I'm on spring break. Oh, that's super lucky. I'm super jazz. I had spring break last week, but I'm already, I'm already ready for another break. When do you get out of class or school, rather? Um, sometime our last day of class, I think it's like April 26th what? and then we have exams. So we'll be done by like the first week of May. I think my last ex- exams is May 20th. Oh my gosh, girl. Yeah, I go. My, well, I mean, I went back to school way later than you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we actually did see each other yesterday because we we're both working at a, or volunteering at a Girl Scout camp, camp way back where we worked during the summer. So we actually got to catch up in person a little bit. Which is super exciting because I haven't I haven't seen you since probably around Christmas. Which is really yeah, I think that's, so. That's too long for me to go without seeing your beautiful face. I know, my radio perfect face. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty neat. And that kind of actually segues nicely into what we did this week. Because my what we did this week has to do with the what I was teaching while volunteering. What I did was I taught orienteering and geocaching, which are similar but different things. So I had to learn those both of those skills because I didn't know much at all, aside from the fact that geocaching includes weird green tin boxes <laughs> uh, that are hidden in trees and stuff. So I learned how to geocache, which is basically you use a GPS and it directs you in what direction to go. So it'll tell you, like, go northwest and it'll be pointing that way. But the problem is it uses satellites, so it can be very spotty. Oh, so yeah. It was, it, was, it was interesting using um, that and teaching the girls how to use it because they there was one girl in particular who was just kind of walking in circles because that's what her GPS told her to do. <laughs> oh, that would be me. So geocaching with a device, if your device is um, a little spotty, it can be questionable, but... Generally, it was a really cool experience to like learn how to do it and learn about the history of geocaching. There are more than two million geocaches in the United States alone, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the camp has private ones, so you have to be a camper or something on it to be able to track it. But it, it was really neat to see how to actually find those without just randomly finding them, which is how I found all of those in the past. Oh, yeah. So um, I also learned how to orienteer, which is apparently a big sport. Um, there are people... It developed in the 30s, and people would use a compass, and it would say, like, go 230 degrees uh, north, and so then you line up your compass. So I learned how to use a compass as well, because I had used one ages ago, but did not remember how to use it. It's, like, both very simple and more complicated than I expected it to be. So I learned how to use that and navigate around camp using a compass and paces and all of that kind of fun stuff. So nothing too big this week. Um, I thought I'd also include, you know how last week you both, you learned how to letterbox and you talked to some strangers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of did the same. I learned how to orientate and geocache, but I also was someone on the other end of the tables. I was sitting at a table Ooh. and I was teaching or informing people about women in history because it's Women's History Month. So I'd stop people and be like, do you want to spin this wheel? And the wheel had various women on it. And then they'd learn about them. Oh, that's exciting. So that was pretty neat. 
Polly Murray is super cool. You should look her up. She was the first female Episcopal priest, and she basically spurred on the movement of intersectionality within feminism. Mm-hmm. And she's just generally a really fascinating person in history. And that one that not many of us know. Yeah, I, I didn't know about her at all. She's super interesting. I definitely recommend looking her up. So we had a bunch of women like that who are super important, but also not many people know. Mm -hmm. So I got to talk to lots of strangers. Um, A few of them were more kind than others or more willing than others. Yeah. Um, There was one group of people who stopped by and (laughs) I was like, do you want to learn about a woman in history? And they're like, why would we want to learn about women? (laughs) I was like, I mean, it's Women's History Month. And they were like, why don't we have Men's History Month? Oh, no. You do. It's November. So they were interesting. And then I spun and they got Polly Murray and they were like, is she hot? How's her figure? (laughs) And I was like, "Um, she was a priest first off. That kind of put them off a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) So, but most of the people, most of the people that we had were pretty excited to learn and were more open. This week I had a friend come down from North Carolina and she is a figure skater. And so she's a senior in high school, and she came down to test out of her senior skill figure skating thing. I'm not entirely sure what it was, um, but there's a skating rink right by my house that uh, does the tests. So she'll come down about once a year and um, take the tests and pass out so she can move up through the ranks of figure skating. And so I went with her on Sunday morning to like watch her do all of her fancy jumps and really like she's uh, figure skating is so hard and I'm completely impressed uh, by the skills that she demonstrated. Um, But so I decided afterwards that I was going to strap on some skates and try my, my hand at figure skating. Um, It did not go well at all. I have no balance um, even on like regular land, but especially when I'm, you know, skating around the ice on two little thin knives, it, it was quite bad. I, she was trying to show me how to like skate backwards and do all these cool <laughs> jumps and stuff. And I, I could, I got skate skating backwards down. Cause it's kind of like, you're you kind of like twerk, which is weird, <laughs> but you like, so you're really good at that. Yeah. I'm so good at that. Definitely. Um, you move your butt and it like propels you backwards. And so that's pretty easy. But then she tried to show me a jump and it's like, I thought you were going to say she tried to show you how to skate forwards. (laughs) Yes. I can only (laughs) skate backwards, not forwards, just backwards. She tried to show me how to jump and she teaches like small children that that's her job is she teaches small children how to, how to skate. And so she was like trying to teach me the way she taught them, but I just, I could not, I could not get the jumps down. I, maybe it's easier for children because they're smaller. And so they have like less, less room to fall if they hit the ground. But I, I would like, I jumped up and you have to like spin. And so I would jump up and spin and then end up like falling on my head. And it was just, it was not a good situation. Um, oh dear. but yeah, that's what I did new this week. And it's, I've, you know, like skated a little bit in the past before, but it's always been holding on to the edge and trying to like pull myself around. So I don't have to, to be any sort of, uh, athletic cause I have no athletic abilities whatsoever. Um, right. So that was fun. That was, that was a good thing for me to 
to learn how to do or and it was like I was really impressed um with my friends and that she does that yeah. all the time like she teaches kids how to do it and she is now the highest level of figure skating she can she can get to and so she has like a US gold medal for figure skating yeah. now or something crazy like that so That's yeah insane. it was really cool That's really cool and so you got like mini lessons from from a semi pro yeah, really for, cool. free. <laughs> for free. For oh, free. My favorite bonus. two words. <laughs> That's what when I was spinning the wheel mm-hmm. or asking people to spin the wheel, the way I could get people would be say, by saying it's free. <laughs> like what? Spinning the wheel is free. That's true. I will spend any. I'll I'll do anything if it's free. It's just yeah. it's, the prospect of not having to spend money to to do something is just fantastic. Exactly. I was like, did you expect me to charge you to spin the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So we can move on to It's a Wonderful Week. I guess I can go first. Yeah, well, you talk about what you enjoyed this week. So I have been reading A.S. King's fiction. Mm-hmm. And I've, I had read some of her books before, but I kind of just this week went through, I think I finished all of the books that she currently has out because, partially because I had midterms. So naturally, my first. <laughs> thing to do is let me read a book that's not relevant. I'm not going to read Middlemarch. I'm going to read Everybody Sees the Ants. So her books are just, I'm super fascinated by and I've just, I guess, fallen in love with her work because it's it's like contemporary young adult fiction Mm -hmm. in that it's or it's like literary young adult fiction. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just very bizarre but everything that's bizarre is treated completely normally. So, for example, there's a character who turns herself inside out Oh, she swallows herself. Okay, but that's treated as like, oh yeah, she's the girl who swallowed herself. <laughs> There's Gustav who has a, a an invisible helicopter who the um, main character can only see on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Like in all of this sounds like something totally bizarre, but in the in the novel it's treated like, oh, of course, yeah, her hair grows every time she lies. Like oh. it's like Pinocchio, but with Rapunzel, <laughs> and so it's super. It's just a super fascinating, all of her work is super fascinating. I think um, some of hers are a little bit more uh, realistic than others. Mm-hmm. Like I think she had one, she had one that was about like a child star and that one was more serious. I think I might be forgetting something. There might've been something totally bizarre that <laughs> was in it that I'm just forgetting because everything is treated so normally. But um, the ones I read this week was everybody sees the ants and ask the passengers Ooh. And I really enjoyed both of those a lot. And Ask the Passengers, um, this girl who is struggling with some of her own personal problems, she sends love up to planes. And the people on the plane suddenly feel like, they're like, oh, man. And she thinks things at them, and she, they suddenly think that as well. Mm-hmm. Have you read either any of her books? Yeah, I actually read um, Ask the Passengers. It was one of the books we were considering for the South Carolina Young Adult Book Award nominee list. And so we had to read it to like decide if that we wanted to put it on the list. And I remember I love that book so much. I actually um, I really liked it. Yeah, I ended up stealing a copy from the the people who like the committee or whatever because I really wanted it. It's it's very good. I recommend it. How many Peggy's would you give it on a scale from one to I ten? I forgot about our Peggy's. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have I have I'll give it maybe eight Peggy's. Oh. Just because. I want to leave my higher eight or nine Peggy's, eight and a half Peggy's. But the thing is, I was thinking about this. Hamilton actually only has one Peggy in it. Oh, that's true. 
Does that mean Hamilton is only one Peggy? It has one Peggy in it, but that Peggy is so good that I think she is ten. She is so good. She is worth ten pig Peggies. Oh, maybe it's that the character Peggy in the mm-hmm. in the um, play is only worth one Peggy, but like the actual person Peggy. Yes, is worth. Yeah, she's worth completely ten pe- Peggies. Ten Peggies. Ten play Peggies. Mm-hmm. This is just getting confusing. <laughs> and so, uh, why don't you tell me about your wonderful week thing? Yeah. Um. This week, I read a book called "Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs." What? Chuck Klosterman. Yeah. Yeah. I. I was gonna say. I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> I sent. I think I sent a cat a passage from it the other day because I enjoyed it so much. But it's a. It's sort of like a book of memoirs. Except it's really just about, it kind of also analyzes and just talks about like pop culture from, it was written in the early 2000s. So it's really interesting to, to read like back then, that was when MTV's The Real World was really popular. And like I, I've never heard of that. I've never seen that, but that was, it was one of the first reality TV shows that people watched. And so it's interesting to see how things have kind of developed and how people's views on pop culture have developed. Paris Hilton, there's a big chapter on Paris Hilton because she was a, a semi-relevant person back then. And then there's this one chapter, or there's this one little excerpt uh, at the end of the chapter that's one of my favorite passages of anything all time. And it's talking about chance. You know, people say, oh yeah, there's like a one in six chance that when you roll a die, you'll get a five. Or there's a one in six chance that you'll get a two. Chuck says that it's not really a, a one in six chance, it's a 50-50 chance. Like you will either get a six or, or you won't. And I just I use that sometimes to kind of motivate myself. I'll either I'll either get it or I won't. It doesn't really matter if four hundred thousand people apply and only two people get the scholarship. Like I'll I'll either get it or I won't. I have a 50-50 chance of doing it. Gotta take gotta take the gotta take the leap and try it out. That's why I was always bad at statistics. <laughs> Because I'm like, either you do it or you don't. Mm-hmm, and they're like, no, mm-hmm. but there's so many other factors. I'm like, no, but it's yes or no. Yeah, no, I really like Chuck Klosser. I really like his essay about soccer. Oh, yeah. Um, that one's one of my favorites. That one's about how kind of like the sport of soccer in America, how it differs from um, in other countries. Because, you know, in other countries, it's so much more of a big sport. And then here, it's mostly like, little children play it and it's good because everyone can play and everyone has a role even if they're awful at it um so it's funny i i would give the book i would give it a six out of ten peggies um there are some parts that aren't my favorites um but overall it's very it's very good and i would recommend it yeah i need to read the rest of it i've read a couple of essays from it but not not the whole thing so now that it's got even more of a recommendation. <laughs> if you've read any of the books we talked about today, or if you do read them in the future, uh, go ahead and tweet us at 19420 or email us 19420 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You guys should contact us. Just talk to us. Tell us about your day. We're so yeah, now that we're here at 19 before 20. We need people to talk to us. Yeah. Now that our podcast is live. Mm hmm. Feel free. Oh my god, happy Pi Day! I completely forgot. Oh, oh yeah. it's Pi Day. Okay. We're recording this. Yeah. Pi Day's right. We released we released at uh, um one fifty nine mm-hmm. our first episode, so that would be three point one four one five nine. 
it's I was pretty proud of that. I yeah, Pi Day is my probably my favorite day of the year besides um Cat's birthday, which is you know February thirteenth. But it's it's just right. slightly behind Pi Day because <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> have you had pie today? I have not. I was I if I had realized that today was Pi Day. I would have like made myself a pie or something, but I kind of forgot that it was it was actually like a thing until yes. I got into math and they were like, "Hooray, pie day!" I'll have to make a pie and drive down to Columbia. Please do. <laughs> I'm sorely lacking pie, so it would be appreciated. Next time, next time I see you, I'll I'll have some pie for you. So- okay, so today we are thinking to close this show. We would do a uh, sort of a new segment. Instead of doing a uh, random fire questions like we did last time, we were thinking we would do uh, a childhood story, something like embarrassing that happened to us when we were little, because everybody loves listening to us being stupid. <laughs> um, so this this week, the theme of our embarrassing childhood stories are music. I'll go first. Yeah. Um. So... In the fifth grade, my friend made me this mixed CD with the High School Musical soundtrack on it. But uh, she told me that if I listened to it, the police might come because <laughs> she heard this story that the police once caught this old lady listening to music from a burned CD and that they arrested her. And so I was terrified. I was like, I got to only listen to this at night because everyone knows the police don't work at night. <laughs> and so I, she, she loaned me her little mini CD player, um, portable CD player. And I listened to the, the High School Musical soundtrack at night so that the police couldn't catch me. Because, you know, they go around looking for people who have given their friends mixed CDs and they arrest them. So that's I super mean, illegal. That, that's, that's super true. I My best friend, when we were little, she, she got arrested for uh, making a mixed CD of music for me. So I, I'm telling you, it's, a, it's an actual that's event. You better be careful. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what about you? Why don't you go ahead and go on to yours? Oh, oh gosh. Okay. So you know the song uh, Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that – I don't even know when that song came out. But the first time I heard it, I thought she was saying it, it goes, um, since you've been gone, blah, 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 blah. And then she goes, I'm so moving on. But the way she says it, it sounds like Osama Bin Laden. And so every time I hear that song, I'm, I think she's saying Osama Bin Laden. And then I kind of – uh, had created like a, a twist in my mind that the song was about 9-11 and about oh, God. Um, <laughs> that they were trying to like find uh, Osama bin Laden and kill him. And so Kelly Clarkson was just really sad for all the people who died in 9-11, which is like a really nice idea, but that's just, <laughs> it's not even close. No, I, okay. So after you told me this, I listened to the song a few mm-hmm. times. I still can't hear it. <laughs> but I um, the the people listening, Go listen to that song. I'll put the link in the description. And then tell me if you can hear it. Let us know if Abby's just crazy. It might be like the blue blue and black dress. You know, everybody hears it a different <laughs> way, but I, I just cannot hear it. I'm so moving on. It's just Osama Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah. And it's just <laughs> not, it's yeah, good. We're going to get flagged for <laughs> singing about terrorists. Oh, sorry. That. Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. I don't think that's something, I don't think that's a flag that you can put up. (laughs) Warning. Talk about terrorists. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so that's our show for today. 
yeah thanks for listening i hope you guys enjoyed it um hit us up on social media and have a good rest of the week yeah see you later guys